What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to a new episode of the Phoenix MMA Podcast. This podcast episode is 2021 moving forward. Uh, as uh, moving forward with uh, Phoenix MMA, how we're moving forward in the the year of 2021. And uh, also for all of our uh, competitors getting ready for Naga in uh, 15 days. We're, yeah, we're 15 days out. Um, some tips on competition as it gets close. Um, these are going to be tips on the you know the last 72 hours um, and then competition day. So tips and stuff that I learned the hard way uh, from errors that I made, and then uh, and then a whole lot of sports psychology books, courses, CDs, uh, non nonstop study. It's one of my favorite things. So I'm gonna try to consolidate it into something that is uh, uh, manageable that you can uh, you know you still might need a piece of paper because there's gonna be some like little assignment things to if you want to do it that you'll have to you'll have to do. So you might need to write those down or you can re-listen to the episode and um, also we'll have uh, and then going over the things with the gym as well. So uh, so for if you're a new competitor getting ready for your first tournament, um, you haven't competed in a while, this would be a good episode for you. And then even if you're not a competitor, going to go over things that we have planned for 2021 and uh, and yeah, so we'll just get into it, and uh, I apologize, and also don't apologize, but if you hear the wiggles in the background, uh, Holland, is uh, she's uh, got a snack, and she's watching the wiggles right now while I'm doing the podcast, so dad mode is real, getting the podcast going, so, um, okay, alright, so, um, let's see, yeah. Hope everybody's having a good 2021 uh, so far. Hoping that it is uh, better than your 2020 was. Uh, 2020 was very difficult. I have to say that on uh, just about every single possible level. 2020 uh, was difficult. Um, so I hope that uh, that your 2021 is uh, better than 2020. Um, want to say thank you to everybody uh, that is uh, with the gym, supporting the gym. Uh, allowing us to survive 20 the year that was 2020 and uh thrive and then uh thrive in 2021 as well so thank you to all the ogs and also uh thank you to all of our new students uh happy to have you on the team uh glad that you enjoy the training that we've been doing for the last uh four years uh in our hermitage location at phoenix mma so um uh the good thing about 2021 the the cool thing um is uh it's it's good timing the gym will april 1st will be its uh four-year uh birthday and um and really it takes about that much time to really really get the program uh tweaked and and tuned up so uh to get uh just different systems and stuff whether it's um like a mat space and things like that. If there's a, the first, first couple of years, like in anything that you're doing, um, is a challenge and, uh, and it, there's some growing pains and there's some calibrations and adjustments to schedules and rounds and t- times and amount of rounds and training schedule and, and, uh, all that good stuff. But it is, uh, we're, we're getting in a good spot. So we're out of the, the, the early stage and now we're going into some, uh, some, uh, better maturity as a gym. So, there's a lot of different stages. Uh, I've been a part. I've worked of uh, been a part and worked in several gyms. Um, some that were already established, and then some that uh, started from day one. And it's really cool to see the life, uh, the lifespan of a gym, the life cycle. Um, uh, you know, the, the gym. There's huge growth. There should be huge growth from the second year to the tenth, eleventh, twelfth year. So, um, so yeah, good stuff. So. Um, yeah, uh, lots of the thing. The thing that has me optimistic about about twenty twenty one is one. I think it's the the best uh, for your goals. Um, 
your goals in your life, I think being optimistic is a good strategy. Um, and that doesn't mean being uh, ignorant or oblivious to things, but being optimistic because if you are optimistic, your brain, your subconscious is going to naturally look for opportunities and, uh, and ways to solve problems. And if you're uh, not being optimistic, uh, there could be something that, that your brain has the ability to pick up on or connect the dots between. But if you're in a negative mindset, uh, it just will not do it. It'll be uh, invisible for you even though it's there. Um, and, and one of the good reminders is that after uh, after the hardest struggle, uh, the, some of the hardest uh, times in my life, but then but this is through history as well. Some some of the most prosperous times are after really, really difficult times. So 2020 was a very difficult year. Uh, 2021 has the ability to be a very, very good, positive, prosperous year. And uh, so that's what we're that's what we're going to aim to do at Phoenix MMA with with at least our part of the world. What what we service, what we do, that's going to be our goal. Is for all of our students, uh, all of our athletes to to do that service to what what you come to us for. We're going to um, help you with that and improve you on that. And uh, and as a gym, as a team, and as individuals, all um, get better and uh, look at the reach the goals that we're looking to do. Um, yeah, so if you had a difficult 2020, 2021, if, uh, if, it's, uh, if it's prosperous, it's going to shine even more. It's like when you're on a really strict diet and then you find, finally get to eat cake uh, or donuts. Um, it's, the most, it's the most exciting thing ever is eating cake after like 12 weeks of, of a strict diet, um, not being able to have cake for 12 weeks. Then it's, uh, it's a special thing. So um, let's see. Sorry. All right. I had to check on Holland. Um, all right. Um, yeah, the good, one of the big things, uh, and this is just a little like laying down foundation, uh, and little reminders. These are also reminders for myself as well. Uh, lots of times, uh, how I journal as I do these podcasts and get my thoughts out and stuff. So they're also reminders for myself on things, um, uh, that I'm thankful uh, to, to be in the United States. Um, luckily we're, we are in the United States and because of that, we have so much opportunity and ability um, that we get to to make our future. We really do. So it's awesome. There's um, there's a there's a ton of places where it's just not possible. Uh, whether it's technology or crime or violence or war, or famine, things like that. Um, we are very very fortunate that um, the the it's it's not the not the most difficult thing in the world to have a smartphone with unlimited information uh, more information that you could study in a lifetime in your pocket and um and have an ability to go uh, get a job and work um and right now that's not even saying the easiest thing but um there are plenty of places in the world that are uh, much more difficult um uh, much more difficult to to find any type of uh, you know job. Like think you could think like Venezuela. Just watch watch um go on YouTube and watch uh, a quick little uh, documentary, a little short documentary on Venezuela, and you'll be thankful when they when they give a trophy to um to military uh, for military awards. They give uh, rolls of toilet paper. So it's like that's a we are lucky we have toilet paper. Uh, they're given that as awards to uh, military heroes. Um, or for new rank celebrations, a, a two-pack of toilet paper. It's like I think it's a two- or three-month salary. Uh, it's just insane. So thankful for that. Um, thankful to uh, be be here, of course, because um, uh, you could not be. Um, mm, let's see. Um, 
Uh, other examples that we have of, of, of things is like the technology of your phone, but even like me doing this podcast right now. This is a great example. Like uh, I know right now Robinhood is a, is a big thing, be able to trade online, stuff like that. Um, but it, it is pretty cool that now uh, every person can invest if they want to. And, uh, and technology is really, really uh, given some it, it, insane leverage to, to an individual. So it gives you the ability to um, to make your future. Like me doing this podcast right now, 20 or 30 years ago, this would have cost hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars for me to um, recording studio, editing, um, then broadcasting it, like broadcasting it so people could listen to it. Uh, you know, just over the radio would have cost a lot of money, but broadcasting in a way where uh, every single person could get it on their phone instantly, uh, that's just that's just not even there. And it, it doesn't cost me anything. Um, you know, I'm the writer, producer, editor, all that good stuff. I don't, I don't edit my, edit my podcast, just a live recording. I don't do any edits. So if I mess up sometimes, that's why, but, um, but yeah, we're really lucky. So you can make, you can make your own radio station right now on anchor if you wanted to with the, with the podcast app that I use. So, um, yeah, so very thankful. And, uh, that, that gives, helps me get the optimistic viewpoint and then that allows me my my subconscious and my mind to be uh receptive to opportunities um when they when they arise but also even optimism it's just uh it's just allowing your brain to be receptive of things uh, uh still pitfalls and some things that uh could be dangerous will still still be there you're not blissful you're not you're not being um stupid you're uh, you're not being completely ignorant um so all right. Yeah, the only other thing on that. Yeah, we're we're relatively safe. We're not no. Um, we're not. Uh, there are not bombs out out outside of all of our uh, buildings and houses right now. Like a, a another a foreign country is not bombing us, uh, which that does happen in real life. So we uh yeah lucky lucky. So with that being said, let's make twenty twenty one a good year. We have a good foundation, a good country. Um, we uh, are we are alive. Um, we are here, so let's uh, make the best of it. Um, with that, uh, probably the the simplest way to to do this is to uh, choose what's called a definite chief aim and focus on that definite chief aim. Uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich uh, book, um, and, and not just Napoleon Hill. It's just a it's just an old one from. Um, like 1915, 1925, um, talked about definite chief aim. Um, when you set your goal and you're going to have the, these goals, it's not just one, you're going to have them social family, all this stuff and, uh, write those down and then have it somewhere where you can see it, uh, daily. Um, so with that being said, uh, the Phoenix MMA strategy, our, our definite chief aim, for 2021 is to um, provide great instruction in a gym that is both harmonious and competitive, a gym where you can lose 50 pounds, fight amateur or professional, win a world championship, and also you can help add a piece of martial arts to the long evolution timeline of martial arts. So every single martial artist that trains that's in the gym, some people don't like to compete, but uh, every single person, the really, really cool thing about martial arts is they're going 
through time and humans are all adding their piece to it and we are it's like a huge project that engineering project or science project that we're all working on and we are trying to figure out um self-defense techniques fighting techniques uh and making them better and better and better constantly uh evolving evolving and updating them so it's a cool little project even if you're not competing you're not into the competition scene uh you can think of it as you are adding a piece uh to the history you you're adding your own little piece everybody has uh things through training that they will notice help them out and they're they're their own little thing there's practically a infinite number of ways to do any given uh martial art um and there's there's so many tiny little uh nuances because all different weight classes sizes personalities anyway styles win things like that so that's our definite chief aim that's what we're looking to do so um all right moving forward future events okay so future events uh first one we're gonna go over is this is something i've wanted to do the last two or three years but the gym we just didn't have the money to do it i've always wanted to do it um we didn't have the money to do it uh 2021 is really not a uh i have i have new geese new rash guards new shorts a whole bunch of new gear coming in but 2020 2020 was not a good year to uh, take big financial risk it just wasn't even an option uh, but 2021, as long as we have a good year, and um, uh, yeah, as long as, as long as it's a good positive year, um, we should be able to save enough money to do a banquet, um, an end of the year banquet, um, make it a cool, fun event. It was one of my favorite things, all the way from like pee wee football to wrestling, every sport. My banquet was really fun uh, with the banquet. Um, you know, quick explanation, like a nice venue, nice place uh, where you'll, you know, dress nice, uh, have, uh, you know, food, um, wine, things like that. Uh, food, wine, you know, whether it's appetizers, full meal, still, that's a, that's all just, uh, just got to figure that out. That's a number game. Um, but, uh, but the biggest thing is it's a, it's a celebration for the team at the end of the year uh, to say thank you, the gym saying thank you, uh, to celebrate a successful, good, positive year uh, of growth for everybody and, uh, and, um, and also to have like a social function to see everybody. If you want to see somebody you know outside of the gym, smile, cut up, make some jokes, um, um, eat some food, um, have a glass of wine if you like, and then uh, uh, trophies and award ceremony. So it'll, it will be as long as I can do it. If it's possible to do, it will be a nice venue that children can go to. Um, it will not. Uh, it, it will be a nice venue that children can go to, teenagers can go to, um, and uh, we'll have uh, trophies and uh, award ceremony. So uh, award banquet that that we'll have. Um, you know, still still got to work on all the awards. Got to finalize, see exactly how many we're gonna do. Um, but say fastest submission. Um, you know, most active competitor in a year, uh, person who's taken the most classes in a year, uh, person who's lost the most weight, um, you know, fastest KO of the year, um, things like that. So, um, say like plaque awards, uh, for those. So different categories on, uh, based over all the different martial arts and, um, different, different, um, incentives and things like that. So just giving some credit, uh, we're credit to do for everybody that uh, is working really, really hard and, um, yeah, and getting it. So, so yeah, as long as we can do the, uh, banquet, we are, um, if we can't do it right, we'll hold off. But, uh, if we can do it right, we'll do it and, uh, it'll be fun. So that is one of my personal goals for the year. Um, 
next thing we're gonna have a busy schedule um so that's that's the end of the year the bank would be the end of the year but up until that point we're gonna have a very busy schedule when it comes to very busy schedule when it comes to uh competitions for uh, MMA, uh, international Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition, local Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition, um, Muay Thai and kickboxing fights as well, uh, wrestling competition, seminars and uh, in-house seminars in the gym. Uh, so we'll we'll have some uh, seminars as well. Um, let's see, let's see. And and with 2020 being a, if you're interested in competing, probably while you're listening to this podcast, uh, with 2020. Uh, being uh, a pretty dead year when it comes to competitions for MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, kickboxing, all of those, um, tr- they are probably it's probably going to be a very busy 2021. So as the vaccine rolls out more and more, distribution ramps up. Um, as things reopen, uh, you're going to see uh, plenty of opportunities to compete. So if you're interested in competing, um, there are going to be a lot of opportunities. And as a, a gym, the coaching staff, um, and the team overall, we plan on competing. Uh, uh, active frequent frequently this this year so uh, different opportunities to get ready for um so now we'll go to um yeah the the tips for uh naga our first naga of uh 2021 first tournament of the year so yeah this will be our first Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition of um 2021 we have right after this we have kickboxing bouts and mma fights month after month so we we have stuff and then the following month after that and then we Sorry, we have, yeah, kickboxing MMA and another Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, tournament and more kickboxing and more MMA. And then right when that's done, then then we'll have probably another Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament that time. So, um, so yeah, but we'll hit Naga uh, first, okay? So Naga is February 20th, 15 days out. And this is going to be tips for new students, okay? So first thing is you still have enough time. Uh, you could lose weight at this time, but weight classes a little bit. I've talked to a lot of people about this the last two four weeks so been going over it with uh people that have asked me so i think everybody that need to hear this has uh, possibly already heard it but just reiterate weight class so you always want to be at the top of a weight class any given weight class um and uh this tournament allows day before weigh-ins so you want to be at the top of weight class uh, especially when when a tournament offers day before weigh-ins if possible you always want to do the day before weigh-in if you want to lose five or ten pounds in a sauna it's very easy to do it's just a nice little steam or not steam but just sit in the sauna you can sweat out five pounds very easy um it, you can also uh, lose weight, and it's not in a healthy way if you just fast for a day of the weigh-in. Um, people fast all the time. There's actually a lot of health benefits to fasting. Um, so I'm not telling you to starve for – I'm never going to tell you to starve for 5, 7, 10 days. Don't starve yourself. But fasting for 24, 48, 72 hours is not crazy. And sitting in a sauna um, when you have a day before weigh-in, just having a good sweat in a sauna uh, – uh, not not nothing extreme i'm not telling you to cut like 15 pounds of water um in a sauna don't do that if you have questions about cutting weight and like water weight in a sauna talk to me don't just go in there and lock yourself uh don't read some form online about somebody saying they sweat out 35 pounds uh in water and then go to try to do it so you can actually you can really injure yourself and you could kill yourself if you do that so don't uh, uh don't do that so Ask me about the weight cut, but when it comes to, say, for instance, you were 174 pounds and the weight class is 169.9, that's 4.9 pounds. If you fast, honestly, if you fast for that day and then um, 
yeah, you fast for that day, and people fluctuate water weight, and, and then when you combine that with fasting, uh, there's you can easily get down to that 169.9, and you still have time to diet and clean up, reduce your calories right now. Um, going into that but you want to be on the the top end of your weight class you don't want if you do lose you don't want the reason that you lost because your opponent was heavier and stronger than you okay so if they beat you you want them to be because they were better than you not just heavier stronger you want um yeah yeah so at least mass and strength wise the same uh so that way if somebody beats you it's because their their skill was better they they outskilled you um let's see that's weight class. Now we'll go to basic strategy. Um, this actually is a good time if you're listening to this today. This is actually a good time to start building your strategy. If you haven't already, it's okay if you haven't done it yet because it's not too late. Because really what you're going to do uh, when you're a beginner, your first tournament, your first couple tournaments, is you're still building what your strategy is. You're still building your repertoire of um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu techniques. So you need to be sparring and figuring out what you're getting good at because that's what's going to be what your strategy is. So you, you, it's hard to make a strategy when if, you're, if you're not applying anything yet. So, so part of how you find out your style is by sparring. It's a combination of you direct your training to what you want to do, but also as you're sparring, you're going to notice that maybe you're good at kimuras or triangles or double legs or, you know, whatever it is. Um, uh, things are going to come to you, and um, so you want to implement those. But now, if you haven't yet, we want to start making a strategy. Uh, you, want to de- um, you want to develop a plan for both top and bottom uh, winning strategies. So you want what, – what I mean by that is you want to write down a pathway to victory from both top position and bottom position. Uh, so write that down. It's okay if the match doesn't go exactly like that, but you need a you need a basic blueprint to to work on, and then there's always going to be adjustments live in a match. But at least a basic blueprint on how to your path to victory from bottom, path to victory on on top. Um, so if you get the takedown, your path to victory on top. If your opponent takes you down, path to victory on bottom. Or if you pull guard, path to victory on bottom. Um. Okay. Uh, next one. Rehearse rant. You want to re- rehearse random uh, slash probable scenarios in your head. Okay. So now you know you're you're gonna stop this like uh, the day before, day before, night of, uh, not yeah, night before. You're gonna stop this, but you do want to rehearse um, random and probable scenarios. So the random random scenarios are just fun, creative things. Think about if you get in a funky thing where both of your feet are. Uh, Let's see, one that's random. You're both like uh, closed guard on each other, but uh, your backs are both facing each other. Um, sorry, let me think of that right. There's there's some funny positions. Just think of uh, some funny random positions or random scrambles, even off a fall or something, uh, that 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 if you run through the scenario beforehand, like I'm going to turn towards the feet, I'm going to turn towards the hips. If you encounter that position, you'll at least be able to react, react a little bit faster because you've thought of it. Make it a game. You can be creative, be fun with it. doesn't mean you have to drill these scenarios. That's You're drilling them in your mind. Then you want to go over probable scenarios. So probable scenarios are things that happen to you every single day that you spar. Uh, you get takedowns, they get takedowns. Uh, you get an armbar, you get put in an armbar. Um, things like that, things that are actually in matches. Um, you want to visualize um, fatigue and uh, like what it feels like. Um, I, you, the goal is to train hard so that you don't get fully fatigued, but you do want to uh, make friends with it so that you are used to the feeling. It's not a... Uh, 
completely abstract thing that just uh, surprises you out of nowhere. So you want to make yourself physically tough and mentally tough. So mentally rehearse that. Um, then there's other random things that you could think about. Um, like uh, you could you can have as much fun with this as you want. You could mentally rehearse that, you know, your opponent pushes you out of bounds. You know, how do you react? Uh, another one that um, doesn't seem like uh, initially like it's something that you're going to run into all the time but a scenario say that you go out of bounds and uh, your your opponent tries to sneak when they reset you back to the center they try to sneak a uh, a grip on you um so this is like a high level kind of kind of cheat move that's not a full cheat move um but people will do that you go out of bounds ref says stop um they have a really shallow underhook and as you're moving back to the center they drive a uh, really deep underhook in anyway that that might be a little bit advanced um uh, as you know i'll give a i guess that's an intermediate uh tip for people with more experience but um so rehearse random probable scenarios in your head uh, uh like of reason of course like uh Something that's reasonable. Um, okay, next one. Watch high-level competition. Uh, you want to watch high-level competition. So watch the moves that you want to uh, do in the match. So the your strategy, your path to victory. You want to watch those. So you could just watch a highlight. If it's armbar, armbar highlight. More be more specific. Mounted armbar highlight. Even more specific. Uh, Hodger Gracie mounted armbar uh, highlight. Um, so what you're going to do is trigger uh, what are called mirror neurons in your brain. So you can look them up, mirror neurons, but uh, we learn by watching. So you activate those mirror neurons, and it's going to help you uh, learn, and you're going to learn it. Like if you're looking at Padre Gracie or Marcelo Garcia doing something, um, you're watching uh, two of the best of all time do it. So uh, give your mirror neurons uh, something, a good example to uh, copy and work on. Um and then you want to watch high-level matches just like you'd uh, – or like for enjoyment. So watch high-level matches for enjoyment. Um, it is fun. Like, you know, watch it like you're watching a football game or you're watching a movie. You're watching it for entertainment. Um, this is the creative side. So, um, you know, lots of times I'll give advice more from like uh, engineering or like uh, system side. Um, but this is the creative uh, side uh, that's, that's cool about this is you um, – you want to, uh, when I'm saying watch it like a football game or a movie, make it enjoyable. Um, you want to see, it's going to give you an example of what's possible, like the highest level possible. Uh, that's going to uh, cause you to be um, more creative. Uh, those mirror neurons are going to fire off, and you're giving, uh, you're giving your subconscious and your mirror neurons um, like the word is stuck on me, it's stuck right now, I can't think of it. An inspirational um, like bump, inspirational bump on what's possible. Um, you know, so just think. Um, and when you see that, what's going to happen is your brain is going to want to close the gaps. And sometimes you'll be surprised if you uh, if you watch somebody do a really really cool uh, arm drag to a rear naked choke, like Marcelo Garcia. You watch his arm drag to a rear naked choke. You watch it enough times, uh, and your body will begin to do it um, exactly like Marcelo Garcia. It will copy it. It's pretty cool. So put your brain to work and uh, and also enjoy it. Have fun. So not just all writing down notes and stuff, but also just watch and enjoy some matches. Um, it also lets you know what it's like when there's a really heated, high-level, difficult match. Um, so that's good. Um, so now we'll go to day before competition. So day before competition, uh, day before the tournament, um, 
uh, eat healthy, eat clean, um, eat eat what your body's used to. So your diet. That's I think this is one of the. I'm always really interested in what everybody's diet is. Whether we have we had vegans, vegetarians, carnivores, just mixed diet, fast food. We got everything in the gym. And uh, I think one of the things people mix up is that they think that what works for them is going to work for everybody else. We're all different. Um, there's all of our biologies are slightly different. Um, our our you know the way that we digest food and things are different. So uh, everybody's an individual. So uh, just because something works well for you or didn't work well for you doesn't mean that it will uh, work well or not not work for somebody else. So we try to push that on with our diets. Uh, I think uh, a little bit too much. It's you know all of them have pros and cons depending on who you are. But um, but the biggest thing is you need to eat stuff that you are used to eating. Okay. So uh, day before competition and day of it needs to be food that you that your body's used to. It knows how to digest. Even if you're eating something like really healthy or you, you see like michael phelps ate this or whoever it is john jones ate this or something like that um if your stomach is not used to it you can give yourself uh digestion digestive uh issues and that is not fun on competition day messes up your sleep messes up your performance everything so eat stuff that you are used to um i almost eat uh my 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 breakfast is exactly the same meal every single day um and that's on purpose. Uh, so going to that just a little bit, but um, but uh, there's variation, but still it's still in uh, the similar category. So eat what your body's used to when it comes to, uh, day before. Eat clean, um, especially if you're cutting weight and you're getting your body fat low. So okay, so getting your body fat low is not cutting weight. That's just dieting. That's just losing your body fat. That's just changing your frame. Cutting weight is when you're uh, stripping out water and dehydrating yourself. So. Um, but um, when you're you're lowering your body fat, uh, you also got to be careful to make sure that you don't uh, go crazy uh, when you do eat, so that you don't spill over and uh, become really bloated and sluggish and uh, tired, and it's hard for your body to respond and your brain. So, um, still uh, still stay the course. Eat stuff that your body's used to eating. Save the big uh, binge eating party for right after the competition. Ah, that's one of my favorite celebrations is going to get like a dozen donuts and eating all of them after a tournament when I've been dieting. So, uh, yes, uh, eat at your normal time. Okay, So your body also, same thing, habit, eat at your normal time. Uh, um, this is day before, so no alcohol. Again, if you want alcohol, you want a beer or a drink or whatever, or go out, just save it for after the competition. You're going to compete Saturday morning and then Saturday night. If you are free or you're not working, um, then yeah, just just say abstain from alcohol. You need, um, I mean, I would I would say a minimum. See, I, I'm crazy. I won't. I like. I'm not gonna. I won't drink at least uh, 30, 60 days out from competition. But um, but I don't enjoy alcohol that much, so it's not a, a huge sacrifice for uh, for me. So it's kind of easy to do. But um, I would say at least seven days. At least seven days. Um, with without alcohol seven days 14 days at least for uh before a competition um that's me being pretty easy on that um high level athletes uh don't that's uh it's for when it comes to mma brazilian jiu-jitsu kickboxing uh sports that are high high cardio and high explosiveness um not not like a football game where you get to uh you know do a play for 15 or 20 seconds then rest for a minute and a half a minute however long it is uh, for MMA, you will you will suffer um, if you're drinking regularly. Um, okay, the day before as well. Uh, enjoy enjoy life um, slash do something 
to distract your mind. Um, you don't need to think about it all night long. Uh, it's going to mess up your sleep. It's going to lower your energy. Uh, you can actually perform well on uh, on sleepless nights, like where you know if you're nervous and stuff like that. So if you don't get good sleep the night before a tournament, it's okay. Your body can still perform well. You'd be amazed at what you can do. I've had matches where I'm like, man, I, this is this is terrible. My body's just messed up because I because I slept like three hours, something four hours because stress for a tournament or a fight, and then and then I won, won the fight, won the match, and I didn't have optimal sleep. Um, so you can still perform. So if you get stressed out or whatever, don't think you're going to lose. You will be amazed what your body can do as long as you don't give up and as long as you don't start telling yourself that you're going to lose. You'd be amazed what, you're, uh, what you can pull out. Um, but you would always prefer to be 100% rested. So um, you want to go to bed early and uh, and you want to do something. When I say distract yourself, whether that's a play or a movie or you know a good dinner or something, whatever it is, do, all that, uh, do something. Uh, again, I told you earlier, like like right now, 15 days out, to, to go over scenarios. But when it comes to day before, night before, which is what we're doing right now, you've already run – hundreds or thousands of simulated matches in your mind uh by this time so you don't need to do it anymore you'll uh not sleep and you'll 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 burn needless calories and energy you don't need you've already put the work in by this uh point okay so day of tournament um again eat the same food that you're used to like breakfast that's why i eat the same breakfast is most of the time for brazilian jiu-jitsu you're going to compete uh, in the morning or uh, midday, so uh, relatively early in the day, just expect that. So uh, that's why I eat the same food. Uh, the same, I eat the same breakfast. Um, I might add more calories to my breakfast on a tournament day, like liquid calories, um, not not uh, solid food calories, but more liquid calories uh, to sustain me. Um, because me generally, I will eat breakfast for a competition day tournament, but I don't. I usually don't eat lunch. Um, because uh, I don't want my stomach too full. Um, I want to have enough calories so that my body is energized and ready to compete and, and, and run as fast as possible. But I don't want so many calories and so much food that my body is busy digesting, bogging itself down. So, um, yeah, I eat the same breakfast every single day. And, um, pack calories and hydration so pack food and water and gatorade or pedialyte or whatever you want again same type of food you get to choose whatever it is but pack calories and hydration in a lunchbox okay pack it because when you get there they're not going to have more than likely what's going to happen is plan for the worst thing to happen where you're going to get there the concession stand is not going to be up yet it's not going to be running they're not going to have electricity or the refrigerator broke or went out or they're sold out of whatever you need or want or there's nothing on there that's on your diet everything there will mess up your stomach everything's you know sometimes it's like nachos and cheese and stuff that's not good for competition day so pack your calories pack a lunchbox so that and also you don't have to worry about the stress if you get there and you look at the like oh no i don't have water or gatorade or whatever i don't have food and you go to the concession stand um they don't have what you need that's a whole headache that you don't need to have on game day competition day pack your calories pack your hydration these are all my suggestions for people okay um if you want to go really hardcore like i i pack uh oxygen cans like uh for like colorado like uh, skiing, snowboarding, uh, I pack those, and after matches, I I, I down an oxygen, a quick little, uh, uh, like high high percentage oxygen, little can uh, as soon as possible, um, just to recover between matches. So you can go as hardcore with this as you want. Um, 
Carolina. Let's see. Uh, pick good music, okay? Or a good, good playlist. Good music play- playlist. Again, this is up to you what you consider good music, all right? My suggestion, though, that you what you want to do is you want to drive yourself into a flow state. So a flow state is a really cool spot where you are fast, alert, quick, but also measured intelligent wise it's a really cool spot where you can think quickly but it doesn't mean that you're not anxious your body doesn't always move quickly so for that my suggestion would be music that is upbeat um music that puts you into what i've just described like a flow state where like you're you're like razor sharp blue steel you can see stuff you can react quickly but you're also not skittish or like just nervous um so yeah so for me that's upbeat music but not insane music Okay, I, I did this early in wrestling in high school. I, I tried different things. I tried really, really hardcore, and I would burn so many calories uh, and during the warm up and the the, the 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 in the stands or sorry on the chairs because I was uh, getting ready to just just acting like I was going to war. Absolutely, so I'd burn so many calories halfway through the match, be gassed out because I used it all on the side. And then I went through the the phase of trying to just do like super quiet euphoric things, and then uh, super super slow paced stuff. And the only only thing with that was found myself I was more relaxed um, but I was more flat-footed so there were opportunities that were there but I would hesitate to do them or I would be a tenth of a second or two tenths of a second slower than I usually would because I was in such a relaxed state so we want to find that that good spot that perfect spot to where it doesn't bleed over into uh, where you're aroused excited but doesn't bleed into anxiety so this is sports psychology 101 there's little charts where it'll show up but that's that's what you're looking for is that spot that Makes you confident and assertive, um, but uh, not so stimulated that you're stressed out and and overreacting. Not so relaxed that you're uh, flat-footed or sleepy-eyed because you are competing in a combat sport. All right, next thing, arrive early. So check the schedule, see when your uh, bracket is supposed to be there. Treat it like a uh, flight for a plane, okay? Like you're, you know, you, I hope that you don't try to show up 15, 20 minutes before uh, on a, going on a plane. But, uh, but yeah, I would treat it like an international flight. So I'd get there early. I like to get there and find a spot to put all my gear, my food. Um, I like to find my own warm-up area. I like to find my own private bathroom. Okay, you can ask me about that one in, in person. I always find a, a secret bathroom at every venue to where I can have a little bit of privacy because uh, the bathrooms at venues get full, full. So uh, ask me in person. I'll tell you about my trick on finding a secret bathroom. All right, begin your warm-up 45 to 30 minutes before your first match, okay? So there will be an estimated time. They have software for the the tournament that will let you know your approximate time. Begin your warm-up 45 to 30 minutes before your first match, okay? You want to gradually ramp up for about 20 or 30 minutes. So your warm-up, about 20, 30 minutes, and you want to gradually warm up into it uh, or ramp it up. And then... After that 20 to 30 minutes, for the rest of the amount of time, whether it's 5 minutes or uh, 15 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever you got between your warm-up and your match time, you want to dress warm, so like like sweatpants and a hoodie. Um, you know, your gi, lots of people will put a gi and a hoodie over top of the gi. You want to um, re- keep your body temperature warm, so you put on warm clothes, and um, what you're going to do is coast there, so you're just doing a light movement, maybe like pacing, walking a little bit, something that keeps your body from um, just warm, loose, doesn't tighten up, doesn't get cold, moving, um, but um, but yeah, not getting cold, but you're 
you're cruising, just keeping your body warm. Uh, keep your uh, mouth wet, so have something on hand that you're uh, just taking small sips, uh, small drinks. Uh, believe it or not, it, it's really annoying. I hate to go into a match with a dry mouth. It's another stressful thing. I've gone into matches, and I, could, I feel like I could hardly even breathe because my, ma- my mouth was so dry because I didn't have something to drink before the match. And I was worried, hey, I'm not going to be able to breathe. Uh, my mouth is so dry. And you're walking out to your match, you're thinking this. And then once the match happens, you don't think about it at all. But what you're trying to do is clear up your mind so you're not thinking about not being able to breathe a dry mouth. You're, you have have your stuff with you. Just keep your mouth wet. Um, do just enough to keep yourself warm. Like I said, pacing or like a stance in motion or, you know, just like a sometimes like just a little like a skip. Like a skip, actually, especially if you got good music and um, if you have good music that you, uh, a good playlist that you get uh, picked out. Here, one second. Okay, sorry about that. Wait. Um, so, yeah, if you got a good playlist, like, uh, you know, like a skip, little skip, little jog. Sorry, dogs, they go crazy. Um, one more pause, sorry. Um, so, you're right. Apologies for the pause and the delay. I was just trying to move away from the dogs so they're not screaming in your ear. All right, so, put warm clothes on uh, and coast. Um, the, the reason why you want to warm up 45 minutes to 30 minutes prior to your first match is think about any given class. Um, we do 60 minutes of warm up and moving our body before we actually start sparring. So our class is an hour and a half long, usually 30 minutes of, uh, live sparring rounds. So you've moved, you've done warm ups, you've done, uh, drilling takedowns during mat work, either done live takedowns or grip fighting or accelerated drilling when it comes to takedowns. So you've been moving your body for about 60 minutes um, before you start your first uh, sparring uh, session. So never go into a match cold. And cold just means that you just walk uh, You just walk onto the mat. You're, you're sitting there uh, on the bleachers or on the bench, and then you just stand up and uh, walk onto the mat. So if you do that, you're not going to be as fast, explosive, as strong as you need to. Your brain isn't going to be as fast as it needs to. Um, you're not going to be as mentally resilient when you get fatigued, uh, when you run into obstacles um you're you're flat-footed you're cold you're not optimized you're not you're not ready to go and also it, it really sucks you get much more tired quicker too because you're shocking the system you're going from just a seated state to extreme uh, go um so sometimes people will feel nauseous or throw up after the match um so uh, you're also dumping all, not only the physical activity, but you're dumping all those nerves just bam, just like that. When you do a good 15 to 30 minute warm up, uh, you're ramping, you're you're uh, starting to control your nerves as they're going up. So, uh, all right. So match time. When the match actually begins, match time. Um, uh, so what you want to do first thing is work your strategy. So the strategy, the uh, pathway to victory that you that you went over, that you made, you wrote down yourself, top and bottom, and we talked about earlier in the podcast. You want to work that strategy when the match begins. Shake hands, start working your strategy. Uh, that's yes. Okay. Next thing, utilize techniques when you see an oppor- uh, opportunity. So don't hesitate. Okay. Don't hesitate. If you see an opportunity, utilize the technique. Okay, if you do hesitate um, and you see that opportunity, uh, notate it and either faint to go back for it or notate it 
and realize that your opponent, it's a mistake your opponent is making and they might not realize that they're making that mistake. So notate it. And if you hesitate the first time, it's okay as long as you paid attention to what's going on. And if that's a habit that they have or a weakness that they have and then they repeat it, then that when you get your second opportunity, it's okay. Your first opportunity, maybe you hesitate, happens, happens to everybody. Second opportunity, don't hesitate, take it. Again, if it's actually an opportunity, don't force it. Um, uh, don't forget about feints. So you can stress your opponent out, and you can also find what their defensive strategies are by feinting attacks. Um, you can, you know, feint left, go right, feint right, go left, feint high, go low, feint low, go high. Um, and with your feints, you stress them out, and you also figure out what your opponent's strategy is, what they're trying to do. This is for all positions in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Next one, listen to your coach during the match, but always pay attention to your opponent. Don't look at the coach. Just listen. Okay, This is going to take practice. Um, learning how to tune your ears to only hear your coach's voice is going to take some practice. You will get better at it, but don't look at the coach. Always pay attention to the opponent. Use your ears for listening. Your eyes and your body should be focused on your opponent. The coach has a perspective that you can't see, and they have better visual on the clock and time, things like that. So they're going to help you out with that, but you have to pay attention to your opponent. Okay. If you look away, you look at the coach, and the coach shoots an ar- a slaps or that your opponent slaps an armor on you and taps you. You can't protest. You you looked away. That's just just part of it. Okay, like jujitsu, boxing, MMA, kickboxing. There's no flopping. It's not like basketball. It's not. It's yeah. There's no flopping. It's not basketball. Not soccer. There's no flopping. You're not going to get awarded for it. You are going to get punished for it. Your opponent's going to beat you or score on you, um, and 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 you and it's just not part of the sport it's just you know selling selling like uh selling something like that like an injury or or uh, does combat sports do not reward losing your focus like uh, they they don't they they the the referee is there to make sure that you're there's no illegal techniques going on there's no penalties most illegal uh, uh, techniques and penalties are because they cause severe injury um, there there are strict rules as well that that mess up with the 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 the, uh, the game or the sequencing of each martial art so they they make some rules to make it more difficult to stall and things so so that there is action but a lot of the stuff is is for uh, injury prevention so um, so yeah pay attention to your opponent uh, yeah, pay attention to your opponent, but listen to your coach. Um, when you get a good position, slow down. Okay, if you get a good position, slow down. Okay, uh, you have a good position. Remember, by definition, you have a good spot. Control the spot. You don't have to rush to a submission. You don't have to rush to the next position. Slow down. Keep the dominant position. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, your opponent's going to have to escape. It's their job. They don't get points for it. Okay. It's like paying your taxes. You don't, you don't get anything for paying taxes. You just have to do it. So they have to escape, right? They have to work on escaping. You have a good spot. You don't have to rush, maintain the dominant position, slow down and think about what you're doing. If you need to catch your breath, catch your breath in the dominant position. Um, if you're in a bad position, work until the bell. I mean, the end of, end of the round. There's not going to be a bell for uh, jujitsu tournaments. Um, it's okay to lose, but you don't want to give up. 
Okay, nobody likes to lose, but people really, really hate it when they give up. That's the one that will really, uh, really annoy and get you. Uh, really, will be more annoying and will nag at you more. If you lose, you won't like it. You won't be happy. But, uh, but quitting and not not working to the bell. Like, say you get side control. This happens. It happens all the time. It happens. It still happens even at higher skill levels sometimes. Where, say, side control. There's 45 seconds left. And the person on bottom just kind of concedes, like, hey, that's it, you know. They kind of make it look like they're trying to escape, like, halfway. Um, sometimes it's just complete exhaustion, and that happens, but lots of times it's not complete exhaustion. It's it's more uh, mental breaking. Um, so work until the bell. You The match isn't over until it's over. You can win in the last three seconds, okay? You can be losing 20 to 0, and if you get a guillotine choke or an armbar, um, you you win. doesn't matter what the score is, okay? So jiu-jitsu really, really favors never giving up, not until the last second. Hmm, okay. Uh, oh, with this being said, yeah, so say if you're losing 5-0, this is something that I'll bring up sometimes when I'm coaching. If you're losing 5-0 your bottom side control, I'm more proud if you try to escape side control with everything you got and you get guillotined or you get triangled and you lose. I'm fine with that, okay? Um, don't think, hey, you're losing 5-0, your bottom side control. Well, if I don't get submitted, that's a moral victory. It's a moral victory. Um, you're, it's a tournament. It's a competition. There's a referee. There's rules. You know, It's mats and stuff. It, this is a opportunity to learn. Um, so don't stress out about the, if I, oh, if I do this, I'll get submitted. Yeah, you might. Or you might escape and get your own submission. So, um, yeah, don't concede the loss uh, in jujitsu. It's, um, uh, you, you know, if somebody gets you in a submission, obviously you tap then. But uh, not just because you're out positioned or you're losing, uh, you know, you're losing a game, but you're losing by 20 points or 10 points. Um, let's see. Next one understand the rules inside and out. Uh, you want to understand the rules as good or better than the referee. So read the website thoroughly. They have the rules posted. Uh, so yeah, read it. Next one. If you have someone, oh, if you have someone to record um, your matches, that will help with future ma- uh, with match study. So if you have someone that will record, you know, ask them if they'll do it. That's awesome. It will be a plus. It's always better to have your matches so you can rewatch them. And I'm gonna do a future episode where we. Uh, future episode uh where we uh go over how to break down uh your tape and your film uh and go over your matches um next one win or lose carry yourself with dignity if you win uh be happy but also act like you've been there before and uh act act as if you expected to win okay so like you know act like you've been there before even if you've never been there before, it's all right, and it's okay to be happy. It's okay to smile. It's okay to like you know throw your fist up or whatever. Um, but you know, carry carry yourself with dignity. Uh, carry yourself with respect. Um, and uh, the, the I like my favorite phrase is "act like you've been there before." You know, it's not. Uh, it's uh, you you should expect to win, and it's gonna feel good uh, when you do win. Uh, but dignity, easy way to think of it. Um, uh next one is uh if you lose okay if you lose uh contain any negative emotions you have okay give your opponent the respect of being there for the hand raise okay it's not a good it's never a good look if you see if you see somebody lose they get armbar and they storm off the mat and they're punching the ground storming the mat cussing stuff like that you know it's not a good look if your opponent gets you 
they got you. That's 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 it. If they get on, they aren't ready to triangle you. You're not going to like it. It's not fun to lose, but um, good for them. The the goal is that you work your butt off so that if they do beat you, it'd be pretty damn good because uh, that that's how good you are. So if they are, it's like, hey, kudos to you. If you beat me, that means you put a whole lot of work in, and uh, and and you're no slouch. So respect to you. Um, good stuff. So be there for the hand raise uh, if you lose. Um, and again, you are going to have negative emotions, but contain the negative emotions. Uh, until you get off the map and you have time to to go get air and breathe and walk and and uh, just talk and stuff like that, but just contain it for the the short term. Um. Yes, and then the last thing on this is um, for competition. The most important thing for competition is uh, for match time. The most important thing is to think positive, and you want to squish what are called ants. So ants stands for automatic negative thoughts. Okay. Humans, uh, we have what's called negativity bias. So we naturally focus on negative things more because it, it helps us survive because you can only be so happy, but you can be dead. So you can only be so happy, even if you won the lottery or whatever, whatever thing makes you happy, you can only, there's a limit to how happy you can be and how blissful you can be. And doesn't it's fleeting? It doesn't last that long. Doesn't stay there permanently. Um, but you can be dead, like you know, just done, and that is permanent. So just off that, that gives humans gives us a natural negativity bias where negative uh, feelings, thoughts, emotions uh, are weighted heavier. They have more gravity to them. They have more weight to them. Okay. So again, this is a cool thing that humans have. Uh, it helps us survive. It's one of the reasons why we survive. Um, so, uh, but when it comes to competition, we, we have to, uh, use a sports psychology trick, uh, trick called, uh, squishing ants to, uh, to, to uh, override that natural uh, human instinct that we have, that natural uh, negativity bias. Okay, um, not telling you to do it all the time, but for competition. So the the answer that you're gonna have for competition is you're gonna think when you look over at your opponent, you're gonna think they're so strong. You're gonna think you're not strong enough. You're gonna think, oh man, I bet they won't get tired. Or you'll start thinking, oh, I'm gonna get tired, and then you'll start thinking about your opponent taking you down or thinking about them putting you in a choke or something like that. So. It is a natural instinct for humans to have automatic, or sorry, the yeah, automatic negative thoughts, uh, because we have negativity bias for good reason. So what you want to do is uh, you want to squish the ants. So squishing the ants is every time that you have one of those automatic negative thoughts, you then want to replace or purposely use your conscious brain to uh, run a positive simulation. So imagine a positive uh, thing that you're doing every single time that you have a. Uh, one of those negative thoughts. So the negative thought, it is hard to suppress it and just stop it. So you want to replace it with a positive one. Sometimes when you think, when you try to get yourself to, uh, it's like trying to go to sleep. You're like, you need to go to sleep, you need to go to sleep. The more you try to force yourself to go to sleep, the more you stay awake. So when you're trying to eliminate a negative thought, it's really hard. And if the more that you think about stopping uh, the negative thought, you'll think about it even more. You need to uh, replace it. You need to replace it with a positive one. That's uh, squishing the, uh, the squishing the ants. So, if you think about your opponent armbarring you, then you want to revisualize a couple times you armbarring your opponent. Be very specific. Close guard, mount, you know, wherever it is. Think of, think of, think think it out. The more details you run over in your mind, the the better this technique works. Okay. 
All right, so yeah, that's it. So in closing, uh, yeah, 54 minutes flew by for me. Uh, so in closing, uh, we'll have a future episode on how to study your uh, your previous performance. Probably we'll have this one out in a couple weeks after this nog is over and we have MMA fights uh, that, and kickboxing bouts as well. So we'll have this one coming out not too long. It's going to be good for, um, for that as well to study after. Um, yeah, after everybody competes, I'll have that one out. Uh, and last thing I want to say is thank you to all our OGs for sticking with us through 2020. Um, couldn't have done it without you. Uh, thank you so much for, for sticking with us. Um, um, and, uh, and it's awesome that we have so many new students, uh, on the team. We're happy to have everybody. We're happy. We had a whole lot of new students that are competing as well and, um, looking forward to 2021. So, uh, let's get it. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode and, uh, thanks for coming to the gym, being a part of it, training with us and, uh, Yeah, being cool people. See you, see you.